0: You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash Film School. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. Founded in 1984, the Independent Spirit Awards are presented by Film Independent, a non-profit organization dedicated to independent film and independent filmmakers. With us today is Diana Zahn, the producer of the Film Independent Spirit Award show, which will telecast uncut on Saturday, February 23rd on the Independent Film Channel with an edited rebroadcast on AMC. Diana Zahn, welcome to Film School. Thanks for having me. How are you today?
1: I'm very good,
0: thank you. Real good. Now, how did you come to be associated with Film Independent Spirit Awards? Where was your start?
1: Well, this is my 14th year producing the mm. show. I was working in, in film, but I also had a, an event background. A friend of mine was working for a film independent who was IFP at the time and uh, recommended me for the job. They were looking for a new producer. So,
0: so what was that first show like? Were you, uh, were you panicked?
1: Well, I'd never done this kind of event before, so I'd never done an award show, so I was, I was nervous, a little nervous. Yeah, I can <laughs> uh, <imagine. laughs> we weren't, luckily we weren't on television at that time, so our yeah. first year we weren't on TV, and it was very long, it was like three and a half hours. After that show, I was like, okay, we're going to make some changes here.
0: <laughs> were you watching the shows before then? Were you basing it on anything you saw?
1: No, no, not at all. I came in. The organization uh, had been doing it for a while. It wasn't on television at that time. They taped it, and there were, like, little pieces of it, commercial cutaways during the Oscar commercials uh-huh. on Bravo at the time.
2: Right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You...
1: But that was it. It was kind of more like posterity. They showed the who the winners were. <laughs> right. But we weren't really on, like, full-on television until the, the second year that I did the show.
2: Yeah. I I remember you'd sit there with the remote control, and the minute they went to commercial, the Oscar commercials would go three four minutes. you right. flip over and, and, and catch quite a bit of uh, information about the, the awards. Yeah. And, and it seems to me, just from the little I know about old Hollywood, the Spirit Awards seem to be in the vein of the old Academy Awards and the old Golden Globe Award shows where it was very loose. Yes. It was more of a fraternity of people getting together and kind of joking. and There was a lot of in-stuff that they would talk about. And How that, do you encourage that kind y- of Yeah, it seems that this award show wants to, to have a lot of that.
1: It's interesting that you say that. That is exactly what we try to do. I mean, the show started when it very first started. It was like just this luncheon of a bunch of independent filmmakers getting together to honor each other because nobody else was at that time. And as it grew and grew in popularity of the show, but also independent film, um, it was really important. Our kind of our mandate was to keep the room, like the, the event itself, to its roots. Keep it this party, this community of people getting together and honoring the best of independent film and the spectrum of independent film, but make sure that the, the event itself stayed that party. When we came to television, we were like, well, let's translate the fun that it is to be there to the television, as opposed to changing the show for television.
2: Yeah. And it's still held in a tent. Yes. So, I mean, there's one indication of the difference between the Academy Awards and the Spirit Awards is it's facted on the Santa Monica Pier. Is that it's still?
1: actually near the pier, but it's not okay. on the pier. Okay. It's, uh, it's um in a parking lot on the beach. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: That just sort of loosey kind of a- atmosphere. It's just uh, well, everyone can get drunk early and enjoy yourself. You really yeah, see we
1: start <laughs> flying them with alcohol. So like you know, the minute they get out of their car. <laughs>
2: there you go, Hannah. Like, we'll take
1: your keys now. Here's a drink.
2: Yeah. A lot of designated drivers coming out of that parking lot, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, you have a great list of nominees.
1: Yes an unbelievable year. I I don't personally pick the nominees. We have a nominating committee that does that, but I'm just really proud of them this year. They're they're really amazing. Exactly what the organization is trying to do, which is recognize the spectrum of independent film, and that's really what these nominations do this year.
2: Yeah. There is a little crossover between... The Spirit Awards and the Academy Awards with Juno, and there's a few others. Um, that, well, I like to look at it the other way, too, though. Well, I think go. the Thank Academy has gotten go. more independent. Thank you. Yeah. You're so politically correct there. Yeah. Well, there. no, I'm serious. No, it's true. You're you're. And I was that was leading up to my question, which is, you've been doing this for 14 years. Was there a year, was there a film that sort of catapulted the independent film world and the Spirit Awards – into another realm of recognition.
1: I would say that, you know, it, it seems that really obvious that Pulp Fiction was the year that kind of changed everything. Uh-huh. I mean independent film became known from sex lives and videotape. I think that was when it yeah. independent film kind of became more of a, the general public understanding. Right, um, right. The idea of independent film. But I think that was, the year, you know, Pulp Fiction was the year that things started to cross over a little bit more. Yeah. And that's about in the last, you know, 10 years that we've had a lot.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to throw in my own perspective. I think when Lynch's films started to kind of creep into kind of the mainstream consciousness, it seemed like, to me, he certainly started out as an independent filmmaker and a yes, very, very singular vision of what film was about. You're right. I mean, there was a confluence of a bunch of different things coming into play, but Pulp Fiction certainly has all the markings of an independent film and certainly a visionary filmmaker.
1: I would agree with you. I, I don't know, like I said, I don't know that I could really put my finger on one particular film. I think there are a number of films that helped yeah. uh, pave the way to moving it towards the more public conscious, but then also... You know, the studio started buying some of these indie companies and, right. you know, having these indie arms. Now there seems to be a, a much more crossover.
2: And what year did you start broadcasting the entire award show?
1: 96.
0: I'm going to get into some of the awards right now, okay. too, if you don't mind. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to focus right on Best Documentary because I'm a, a big documentary fan. And I'm real pleased there's two nominations you have here. I think all of them aren't on the Academy list. But the Which is strange, yeah, but we
1: usually have at least some crossovers.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's two that really deserve to be on the Academy list, as far as I'm concerned, when they're Crazy Love and Lake of Fire. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm really glad that you you gave them some recognition. Do you? I know this is a crazy question, but. Speaking of Crazy Love, but do you have a favorite?
1: Well, you actually named my two favorites in that category. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't. don't
0: (laughs) Mine, too. I I thought Crazy Love was an extraordinary film, and and, uh, it's funny, too. I just came upon it as a a DVD rather than the theaters. I wasn't even aware when it flew by.
1: It's hard for me because I think they're all great films. I Uh, really do. I think The Monastery is a great film also.
2: We've actually interviewed Jennifer Beishwald of Manufactured Landscapes and uh, Petra Eperlein and Michael uh-huh. Tucker from The Prisoner, and uh, I, enjoy, I enjoyed those tremendously.
1: They're, they're just controversial films, you know, and uh, I mean, really not the kind of stories that you see very often. And Crazy Love is just such an amazing story. Yeah,
0: <laughs> when, when I tell people about it, I don't, because it's such an extraordinary story. It's one of those that you just benefit going in cold.
1: Yeah, you know? it, absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're, it's kind of, it's so shocking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: so, so, as far as as the uh, the the other nominees, do you have a category that you're really looking forward to seeing.
1: you mean like who wins? Yeah,
0: is there something that that you're are you rooting for well, somebody seeing?
1: I think, secretly? You know, <laughs> I, think well, I love all the films this year, but I'm really particularly. The, the foreign film category this year is oh. particularly strong, so um, it's one of those categories where you're like, okay, how do you pick a winner here? Yeah,
0: ab- absolutely. <laughs> now, that's Once, Persepolis, Lady Chatterley, The Band's Visit, in Four Months, Three Weeks, and Three Days. Yeah.
1: please, try and pick one out of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> I, like, yeah. I have my personal favorites, but, I mean, I have the ballot actually sitting on my desk, and, and it's not filled out, because, finished because of that category. I'm having a yeah. really hard
0: time. And what's great about that category, too, maybe, maybe that's what you're feeling in it, is you you have essentially a musical in Once, and then you have a, an animation in Persepolis, right? And, th- and then you have the, the dramas. <laughs> it's 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 a wide open category. How does one go about uh, you know even judging a category like that? It seems like you just give them all awards.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> like I said, I don't really I don't pick the. Um the nominations. We have a committee for that, but they are supposed to be covering kind of the spectrum of independent film. We have, as you can see, we have some of these bigger, more popular movies like Juno. With well,
2: Juno, you know, Jason Reitman did such a terrific job with of writing the script for. Thank you for for smoking. That yeah. was a really smart script. Right. Another the nice thing about the Spirit Awards is you really do you try to include a number of different filmmakers, and you have categories like the John Cassavetes Award. And you also have the best first feature awards, and and I think that your attempt to bring as many filmmakers into this is is a very very uh, it's a very good approach to this.
1: That's definitely what it's what's intended to do, and why we have over the years added these different categories because they wanted to make sure that you know nobody was left out just because like maybe there was a year there was so slightly larger budget films or more popular films that were being made, and that the, the smaller smaller budgeted films that may not even have distribution yet may have only been seen in film festivals
2: were right. seen.
1: Right. Like our John Cassavetti's Award this year, only one of them, August evening, has distribution so far. So the other four films have only been seen through film festivals. So, But they're great films, and mm-hmm. hopefully this will help them get distribution.
2: We're speaking with Diana Zahn, and she is the producer of the Spirit Awards. has been doing that for 14 years.
0: I think that's probably the most important thing that the Spirit Awards do, is to expose... New talent. And that's one thing I get frustrated about with the Academy Awards is it's, it seems to do nothing but recognize old talent, which which is a good thing. But at the same time, it has its place. Yeah, it's 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 much more exciting for me to pick up the, the paper and, and or or to watch the show. And to hear the uh, the winners for the uh, for something like the John Cassavetes Award, because here's somebody who's just starting out, and it's got to be a thrill for these people.
1: I think it is. I hope it is. We, yeah. we you know we feel the Spirit Awards is supposed to be you know the gathering of a community, and we really feel like that's a big part of it. Is that we're not only. Gathering together, but creating community also of, of filmmakers to be there, and um, and it's fun to watch mm-hmm. people come back again, getting nominated over and over again, and moving on. Like it's you know, there's lots of people who get nominated for Oscars afterwards, and yeah. it's so exciting, you know, Steven Soderbergh and Mark Forster and Ang Lee, and you know all these guys who, even the Coen Brothers, you know, uh-huh. who are nominated this year, so
2: they've done quite well. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> who are they again? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, they really have moved on.
1: They were the, one of the very first directors. I uh, get nominated the very first year. so wow. Was that Blood
2: right. Simple? Was that, I assume that was yes, the first Blood film. Simple, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, was, that was a heck of a movie. That really, I, I, I still
0: go back to that one as being my favorite, and it's probably just because it's the first time, first Coen Brothers I ever saw and, right. and all those things, but still, that's just such a strong film. It is. It's, yeah.
2: it's one of the, you've got to say, it's, as far as a debut film for filmmakers, yeah. it's certainly one of the strongest I know of. There are a couple of films I do want to point out that I have a particular affection for. One in particular was The Great World of Sound, and uh, it's nominated... In the best first feature, mm-hmm. and a performance that really I just thought was yeah. remarkable. Is that in it's nominated in a supporting role is Kenny Holliday for *The Great World*. It, yeah, it, I just thought he was really, really solid. I've never seen him in anything else, and I hope we it's get to see very more.
1: Very funny too, right? You know, like, yeah.
2: Again, a film that came and went. Not, not I don't know how many people actually went and saw it, but it certainly deserved a, a, a better reception than it and than it seemed to have gotten. But uh, yeah,
1: I think you can re- uh, get it on Netflix. So
2: yeah. Well, the world is changing that way, too. I think a lot of
0: people will be watching the show and getting the movies through Netflix, too, and, and getting and, and renting DVDs.
1: Well, you know, we work really hard, actually, um, on our clip packages. Like, they're really important to us. A lot of the other shows that you watch. You've seen the clip packages a million times because it's kind of the award season gets going and everybody has uh, been doing the same movies over and over again. And our films are not always the same films that you see on other shows. So we work really, really hard on these clip packages to make sure that they help people to kind of want to go see these movies
0: afterwards. Going back through the years, do you have some outstanding moments. Does something stick in your mind, embarrassing or exciting? Or are are there points in time where you thought you'd never get through the show? Or <laughs> there's thought- always like that. Always <laughs> yeah. a
1: a- Every year, usually the type of moments that nobody else sees but me.
0: Oh yeah, I'd love to hear about <laughs> those. <that. That was laughs>
1: <great. laughs> you know, when you're backstage and uh, the prompter's stuck, and you know, got some, uh, <laughs> or you know, someone's stuck on stage, and yeah. it doesn't actually air on television as bad as it was back stage you know where chiron packages freeze and things don't move but we usually get it fixed before it's actually supposed to actually go out the stream onto the air but you know we build our site in a tent on the beach so for us you know the biggest craziest moments are those moments where it's just torrential rain and coming back in the morning and you know tents have fallen down and (laughs) we've had torn we've had water spouts off the beach right out there you know
2: Wow, what has impressed me over the years of watching the Spirit Awards is that you 'd see these filmmakers who you know had no idea that they 'd be able to reach this kind of this level of recognition, and the genuine emotion that you would see out of these people as they were being recognized by the awards is something that has always stuck with me. You see them and they just look like regular excited film students, if you will, who have suddenly been hoisted on the shoulder of the, the celebrities around them. and but I
1: think they really appreciate it. And even, I, like, there's been moments on stage like that where Zach Braff, when he won, yeah. said he, you know, a few years before, he'd been one of those people walking by the beach and outside the tent and saying, uh-huh. that's going to be me in there someday. And uh, it's so exciting when they finally used him up there, you know, and Derek Luke... When he won for Antoine Fisher, you know, gave this beautiful speech and uh, you know dedicated the the statue to his wife. But at the end, right before he left the stage, said to him, "Because you know, four years ago, I was waiting tables here at the Spirit Awards, and wow. I think that's like my favorite moment." Well, see,
2: there you go.
0: <laughs> that's a great. It gives hope to all the. Uh aspiring actors and directors yeah. that are waiting tables right exactly.
2: now.
1: <laughs>
2: it's broadcasting live on IFC.
1: On IFC and then it an edited rebroadcast later that same evening on AMC.
2: That's on the Saturday prior to the Academy Awards.
1: Yes, February 23rd.
2: And if you put in Spirit Awards, if you Google Spirit Awards, you can get to your site.
1: Yeah, um, um it's pretty easy, it's spiritawards.com. Oh, excellent. And I <laughs>
2: Before we let you get away, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Film Independent okay. and the organization, the Umbrella Organization.
1: Well, we're a membership organization that's dedicated to supporting and promoting independent films. It only costs $95 a year, and anyone can join. Our filmmaker organization, so we do a lot of services for filmmakers. We have um, labs and classes. Uh, we also do have like editing suites and casting rooms in our, and resource facilities in our offices. Um, we also produce the Los Angeles Film Festival every summer. So we are, and we do about 200 screenings a year. Or yeah. So um, that are free to our members. So it's a we're also a film lovers organization.
2: Well, you have screenings. You have these seminars where you invite filmmakers to speak. To yeah, talk exactly. about the uh, travails of putting together film. Uh lots of activities It's a really terrific and lots of,
1: you know meet, we have like these filmmaker Tuesdays in our yeah. offices where people you know everybody gets together and it's a it's a real community. We create a real community and uh try to educate and inform as much as we can about independent film.
2: do you have a conference coming up here pretty soon uh of filmmakers, so people are interested and in go to filmindependent dot org to right. find out a little bit more about it.
1: And if you can't remember that, remember spiritawards.com and you can link over. <laughs> there you
2: go. One way or the other, they can find you. Yes. So, Well, thank you so much for coming on, uh, Diana Zahn, the uh, producer of the Spirit Awards. We look forward to seeing it.
1: Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: To learn more about Film School... Listen to more interviews or subscribe to our podcast. Visit our website at KUCI.org slash film school.